Hi everyone, this is Spectacular Slovakia, the podcast where we tend to chat about Slovakia quite a lot, well, all the time to be honest. I'm Peter Dlhopoledz and we usually have a guest on the podcast sitting in the flesh right in front of me in the studio. This time we'll do it differently. We'll ring up Hannah Falchik who is back in America, but she spent plenty of time in Slovakia teaching English in the town of Revuca in the past year. In Revuca, like you're just kind of in the, you're not in the middle of the forest, but you're in a valley and there's forest on either side. So like at the end of the day, you can just go for a run or a walk and you're not like in a city, you're not even in some like manicured park, like you're really in the woods. Hannah will take us on a trip to Revuca and not only, she'll be our guide telling us what to see or conversely what places to avoid. I'll leave it to her. However, if you would love to explore more of Slovakia, visit shop.spectator.sk and buy one of spectacular Slovakia travel guides. Surely you'll find it helpful on your travels around the country. And now, here is the show. Hey Hannah, first and foremost, thanks so so much for doing this episode with me. We've talked about it while you were in Slovakia, I never worked it out, but I'm glad we can do it at least through the internet. So welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Virtually. <laughs> well, tell me how are you first of all? Because right now in Slovakia it's well half past two, but in America that's a different time. So what hour? It's half past eight then. <laughs> Jesus, so early. <laughs> Did you have breakfast? No. <laughs> but feel free to have something. Like I don't, I don't mind, and I think listeners will not mind either. So go for it if you're hungry. I think I'll just wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so you taught English for a year before you left Slovakia uh, in the Revuca. Uh, so you're ready to go back in time and show us around. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So are we going to start in Revuca? Sure. So I went to Revuca uh, through Fulbright. Mm-hmm. It's a program that brings American teachers, usually college graduates, sometimes people with a master's, mm-hmm. um, to other countries, including Slovakia, to teach as English teaching assistants mm-hmm. in schools. In Slovakia, we're all placed in secondary schools, so I was at Gymnasium Marcina Kukucina. Great Slovak, <laughs> great Slovak. <laughs> um, so, but Revuca, was it your choice or you were assigned to go to Revuca? So I was assigned to go there, uh, which was a question that I did get a lot, like, why are you here? Because uh, Revuca, it's in the middle of the country, yeah. it's a little hard to get to. Uh, there's not much there by way of entertainment, but we can talk, <laughs> there's still a lot to do and a lot to see in Revuca. I spent, yeah. I was about 11 months total mm-hmm. in Slovakia this time, and teaching the whole school year. Let's imagine that you are my guide and I'm a tourist because I've been probably once uh, to Revuca. So what should I see there? There's a school that's very historic. There's mm-hmm. a really nice museum for the first Slovak gymnasium, which mm-hmm. was located in Revuca. There were like three gymnasiums founded around the same time. Yeah, in the that 19th were in the century. First, oh, and a gymnasium is like a high school. Yeah. And so they were the first ones to teach in Slovak during the Hungarian Empire times and so there's a really nice museum to honor that otherwise there's like your typical Slovak small town (laughs) so if that's something you've never seen before then it's really interesting there's also some nice villages around with uh, really neat architecture not always so well preserved but still really neat to look at what village should we see because there's not much uh, to see probably in the Rebuca so let's go (laughs) outside the city somewhere to villages yeah well there's a town nearby it's 
population-wise a village, but it's still a town mm-hmm. because of its historical significance. Okay. And it used to be um, a booming town. Mm-hmm. It's much older than Revutsa, which is actually like a recent city. Yeah. So in Yelsheva, there's um, large churches. There's the old Coburg Castle that's mm-hmm. now abandoned, but... Like I said, it's still interesting to see. You can kind of see the way history made its way through the town. Coburg, the person who lived there, he, like, part of the year he lived there. I think he had many residences. He at one point, like, owned the forest in um, in Revutsa, and he owned a place called Prednahora. And that's, um, it has both a rehabilitation center and also a wellness and spa center. Yeah, I think we should recommend, you know, not the rehab, but the spa. <laughs> <laughs> it's on, both of them are located, like, on the top of the hill. Um, so people can, like, point it out while they're driving, but I think it would be a neat place to go. Although, I think I should mention that to get to a lot of these places, you do need a car. And that's a bummer. I didn't have a car. But getting from town to town, you can do by bus, mm-hmm. but a lot of, like, the best sites aren't located, like, on the main street of the town. So to have a car is really invaluable. But a lot of people do have cars because it's a rural area, yeah. like in any country. Yeah, um, so, you know, transportation, that would be one thing uh, that's not really good. But then how about language? Do people in that region speak English well? Yes and no. I would say you won't find as many English speakers as you would in Bratislava or Košice, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Um, but a lot of people do speak English still because, of course, students and teenagers are learning it in the schools. And so there's also English teachers who live in every town. Um, and also a lot of people in that region, because there's not a lot of jobs, a lot of people go to work abroad and then they return so they may have picked up English skills that way or have worked in an English-speaking country. So most of the people who I met uh, who spoke English were either connected to a school or had worked abroad. Um, but when you're going to the sites, usually you can you can kind of communicate without the language a little bit. Uh, and when you're in the nature or you're in the cave, you know, you can just enjoy it. You don't need to know the whole background. So this is probably why I don't know the whole history or the background of most places, mm-hmm. but I still enjoyed visiting them. In um, the nearby village, Moran, mm-hmm. there's Moranska Planina, which is the national park in Slovakia. And they have a fantastic castle, castle ruins at the top of the park. So did you go up? I did. I went up on a class trip. So Ooh. I went with students and other teachers. Okay. And I also went nearby the castle, but not up to it in the winter. Mm-hmm. There was like a winter walk. So everyone took a bus up. <laughs> buses up to the top of the park. Um, hiked through it in the snow, a little bit of ice. Enjoyed ourselves, took our time. Stopped at a chata which is like mm-hmm. a cottage yeah. along the way. And then we just walked back out of the park and down to the down to the village Moran. And is there any educational path 
Yes, although I didn't go on it. Mm-hmm. When I went as part of the school trip, we actually were lucky to have some park officials come and give like an educational talk mm-hmm. about the trees and other things you can find in the forest. Yeah. And do you remember any legends about the castle? Or did you um, hear any? Yeah, I did hear one about there was a Roma woman who lived there and she didn't want to be married to the guy she lived <laughs> with. And he went off to like a fight in a battle and she took a lover. When he came back and found out, he pushed her off the hill. Not a good ending at all. <laughs> I read one and it's about, well, about night, but at the same time, a robber. Uh, his name was Matuj and he transformed the castle into a stronghold of bandits. So he robbed merchants and looted villages. Also, not a good story, but wow. here we go. <laughs> Well, it is a really neat place. It's very well preserved. And when I went all the way up to the castle, mm-hmm. um, which is not a steep hike at all, it's only like the last maybe 15 meters or so mm-hmm. is steep. So it's really doable with kids and babies and dogs. Like anybody can do it. And how long um, does it take to climb it? Do you think like. I heard that when you go directly from the town, mm-hmm. it could take two hours to go mm-hmm. up. It's okay. a little steep when you go directly from the town, actually. I should clarify. I went kind of like a more winded way mm-hmm. because there's also something in the park called the Velka Luka, the yeah. Great Field. Mm-hmm. And that has um, the Moran horses, which are like a breed of horses unique to this park. Yeah. Um, so when we went on, when I went to the castle on the class trip, we took like a detour. We kind of took a longer way. And so it wasn't as deep. And we went through this field and saw the horses. But I will say that the castle is, like, really well, it's in ruins, but they're, like, well-preserved ruins, and there's, like, a wooden lookout point, so you can get a fantastic view. And I also read that this summer, tourists could rent, for the first time, electric bikes, so in the village of Moran. So those who do not like hiking, they can at least rent a bike and go up there. Anyway, um, you mentioned Moran, which is also a village, so is there anything interesting to see, apart from the castle? There's a pretty church. I usually just took the bus through Moran, so I'm not a person to ask about that. Because um, it's on the way to most places when you're in Rebutsa, you have to go. You don't have many travel options for entering and leaving the town. So I mostly just went through it, but it is a very, very picturesque village. Mm-hmm. So it's wonderful. To well, I can, well, I can tell you that you can find a, a few museums about the national park you mentioned. Uh, but also yeah also about the village but then Moran is also sort of famous for its pastry did you have any chance to taste it oh Moranske Buchti true yeah that's the name (laughs) in Slovak right yeah well actually one time when I was on the bus the bus driver got out of the bus and went and picked up some (laughs) I actually am Bezlepkove which is gluten-free so I didn't try any but I heard that they're fantastic they started to be produced in the 70s for the first time and then sort of disappeared and in recent years they began to produce them again so once you come back probably you can taste one if it's gonna be Bezlepkove. Modan <laughs> <laughs> is also famous for for pottery I don't know if you know that. Wow I didn't know that but I did take home as a souvenir oh. some pottery from the village Shivetitze. Oh that's another interesting village probably right? Yeah, it's very small. 
Um, and I bought the pottery at the gift shop of the museum, but it's on on the bottom. It says it's from Shivetitse, and I did get to visit Shivetitse too. And they mm-hmm. have there like the largest rotunda in Slovakia. It was really beautiful too. National Park, Moranska Planina, it's also filled with caves. So did you have any chance to visit any of them? So I didn't go in the caves there, but I did visit close to Yelshova, Akhtinska Aragonetova cave. Yeah. Um, so I went there, it's right near the, like kind of a hotel there. Um, and like also a small park that you can hike through. So that cave, which was really, really beautiful, and then a cave that looks completely different, but was also beautiful on the border with Hungary, the Domitsa Cave. Domitsa, I went through both of those. Yeah, and they opened until October, but then during winter, closed, so you can't go in. Um, right. And, but Domitsa, it's also famous because you can actually get on a boat and you can row there. If there's rain, then you can. If there's no rain, you can't. <laughs> Yes, I actually had heard too that it's related to how much snow that we get the winter before. Probably, yeah. I think maybe for several years they haven't, for at least a couple of years, they haven't been able to take the boat. So I was only able to walk through, but we could see where the boat is and where it could be taken if there's enough water mm. inside the cave. And is there anything else to see in the region? We talked before recording the podcast about tunnels. Did you did you read anything about these tunnels that have never been finished? There's one called Slavoshovsky. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty close, thank you. <laughs> um, and I know it was popular with the students as like a place to go and hang out and like grill some food. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a pretty long tunnel, I think, like maybe two kilometers. I don't actually know the whole story of why it wasn't finished. Well, like they were built during the Second World War, but in, uh, I think it was before, yeah, in 1938, Southern Slovakia was, you know, awarded to Hungary after, you know, the Vienna arbitration, if you know what that is. So we lost this territory or this region and... It was kind of important for transportation, railway transportation, and for people there. The government decided to build up new tracks, and those included also tunnels. But then, like, they started to build them up in the 40s, and it takes time to build something. So, you know, the war ended in 1945, and the tunnels and the tracks were not finished, and after the war they said that it's of no use to continue building them up, so they just stopped. And that's why the tunnels are not finished. (laughs) But still a good attraction. Yeah, there's also in Revuzo like a wall. I think it was supposed to be the wall of a tunnel. And it's just a a wall in the forest (laughs) that you come across. Completely unfinished. Symmetrical, but still unfinished. Cool. And what was your favorite place in this region? I really liked the caves. The Akhtinska Aragonetova cave was like incredible to see like nothing else i had ever seen and And there's actually very few caves with this type of decoration the decoration i mean the aragonite the mineral in in the cave there are just very few caves like this in the world so yeah there's like another public one is in mexico and maybe one in czech republic but it's very rare and it was beautiful to see and to know that it was like just so close to where i was living um Like, that was really, really cool to see. And I do wish that I had gone to one of the ice caves, but I never made it there. So if I'm back in Slovakia, (laughs) 
I want to go to an ice cave very badly. So the caves and anything else you would like to see again, probably? <laughs> there were some hikes, like some kind of local hikes that um, some were easier, some a little more intimidating, but I felt like most people had done them at some point, and I never did do those. I would usually go in the forest on my own, so that was kind of limiting. Yeah, because you are, you are a hiker, right? You love hiking. I do enjoy hiking, yeah. So probably Moranska Polina is the right place for, for Yeah, hikes. and it's really beautiful, and it's, like, easy terrain. And I also liked that, like, being in Ravutsa, like, you're just kind of in the, you're not in the middle of the forest, but you're in a valley, and there's forest on either side. So, like, at the end of the day, you can just go for a run or a walk, and you're not, like, in a city, you're not even in some, like, manicured park, like, you're really in the woods, which is really cool. Yeah, and actually, I studied there in that region, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tisovets, right? right, right, right. That's my high school there. Um, and... I think a few kilometers away from Tisovets, there's this uh, chalet's boy scout uh, where they breed sheep, and you can see people. You can even stay there for a couple oh, of nights, uh, but you can see I... animals there, and you can taste traditional food and people wearing traditional costumes. So right. a bit of tradition people there. People spoke really highly of that Zboiska yeah. Um, yeah. and I did go there at the, when I first got to Rebutsa, and I enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, you can like, you can bring your kids, there's a place for them to play, but it's kind of like a accessible way to get like traditional food and it's like right on the main road. So it's easy yeah. to access. Yeah. And what do you miss most about the, about the region, about Drevuca or Slovakia in general? I miss the people the most. Maybe second would be the nature <laughs> and like kind of the freedom to explore that I don't feel like I always can find in the U.S. here. But the people first and foremost, like the friends who I made in my town and other towns at the school. It's like when you're in another place for a long time, Yeah. like you kind of, there was actually a recent podcast where somebody said this, um, she called it like finding your tribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, yeah, for me, like that completely rung true when I found a group, even in my small area, who I could speak with whether in Slovak or in English. People who I could talk with and connect with, that really made the trip completely amazing from that point on. Yeah. So when are you planning to come back to Slovakia? (laughs) (laughs) I can't answer that definitively, but I do know a couple people getting married next spring. Yeah. So that would be really cool to go to a wedding in Slovakia. So we'll see. It's going to be great to see you. If I'm back in Slovakia, I'll try to do a podcast in person. (laughs) That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Anyway, thank you very much, Hannah, for talking to me this week. Well, thank you very much for coordinating <laughs> it so we can do it across the Atlantic. Take care. <laughs> that is it for this week. A bit of travel there for you. We headed out to Revuta and nearby villages and other beautiful spots around, still undiscovered to many foreigners and even Slovaks. So I hope you loved this week's episode. Thank you, Hannah, for your time and for getting up early on a Friday morning to talk to me and our listeners. And cannot wait to see you back in Slovakia to set out on a trip. If you liked this episode, how about listening to some more? You can find us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud and on our website spectator.sk. Thanks for listening, take care and bye! <laughs>